This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm your host, Ian Kroll. Another defeat for Everton leaves them with one win in six league games and sitting in 12th position in the league table. Today's podcast will focus on the defeat at the Emirates as well as look ahead to the Fulham game on Saturday. We'll also discuss the current state of affairs and the perceived negativity surrounding the club. A few other points will be the captain debate, as well as who should play up front and how long can we blame bad luck for the poor run. Remember, if you like what you're listening to, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes and the Acast app by searching Royal Blue. There you will find a whole host of Everton shows available to you, including this one, The View from the Gladys Street Fan Podcast. There's also the post-game podcast hosted by Paul Wheelock, as well as our Royal Blue podcast hosted by Phil Kirkbride. Today's guests include Robert Astle. Hello, Rob. Hello, mate. My second guest includes John Howard. Hello, John. Hi, Sam. I'm making his first appearance on the show, Graham Callahan. Hello, Graham. You all right? Um, lads, before we talk directly um, about the Arsenal game, I just want to start off with the basically the, the negativity surrounding the club. Um, and the so-called, what I call it, I told you so culture. Um, we're all fans here, so everyone's entitled to their opinion. Whether you agree or disagree, you know, obviously that's fine. Um, I'm sure there'll be listeners who agree and don't 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 agree as well. Um, I just want to talk about the the horrible cycle Everton seem to have found themselves in with a certain section of Everton fans who uh, just basically love saying, I told you so. And what I mean by this is the fans who didn't necessarily want Marco Silva as manager or, or didn't fancy him in the first place and they find it easier to be negative um, and to start you know, with the silver shouts of silver out. Um, so when and if it fails, you know, they can be proved right by saying, I told you so. So basically, that's what it is. Um, John, I'll start with you. <laughs> Your thoughts on this, what I, what I perceive to be a, a vicious cycle? I think everyone's got a right to be negative. You know, the fans of the club... You know, a lot of them followed them everywhere. But what I would say is, what good does it do you? And I have to agree with you. And I think there's almost a like, not saying that any Evertonian wants Everton to lose. Of course we don't. We want Everton to be the best that he can be. But there's almost like, well, if we do lose, I take comfort the fact I never wanted Silver anyway. Yeah. You know, Marco Silver's had one transfer window. I'm going to be conservative. I think he's going to need three or four. You know, we got beat by Arsenal. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you play well or not. We got beat. But I do think... There's a certain negativity around, but let's also remember that we only see Evertonians because you know we're with Evertonians. We follow Everton Evertonians on Twitter, so we're going to see more Evertonians. I'm sure every section of every club uh, has that band of supporters that are well, he rubbish anyway, or never wanted him anyway, uh, and you're never going to change that. But negativity is something I would say. I think it's your right, but I actually don't think it does any good. Marco Silva's still going to be there. You know, he's Mashiri's man. You know, he'll be as keenly feeling the defeats as anyone. So I think we might as well all band together and stick together rather than say, well, I never wanted them anyway. It's your fault. Yeah. yeah. Rob, do you agree with what, you know, I perceive as fans saying, I told you so? Do, do, do you think there is a vicious cycle surrounding the club? Yeah, and it's kind of fed from... Since since you could probably say Moyes left, we had the stability under Moyes where we were finishing fifth, sixth and seventh every year without, you know, without fail. We were the... We were the we were the best outside the top top five, and then all of a sudden, Martinez came in. Didn't work out with Martinez, so like right, we need to get rid of him. And then the same with K- 
recruitment and because expectations have been raised and we're not meeting them it's easy for the frustration to boil over to like this isn't working now so we we need to fix it and unfortunately that's how they see they need to fix it is by sacking a manager when it's not really like john said it's not doing anyone any good mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to stick with it kind of thing and it, it, no disrespect to some of the people who are saying this but don't bother coming don't bother watching if if that's what if that's what you're there for. If yep. the, if you're literally there to prove someone go, oh I told you so. There's no point in you being there. You're not benefiting from it, and you're not you're not making it. You're not making life easy for the team on the pitch. So just no point is that. Graham, obviously, it, it it seems to be an issue, and you know, Robin, uh, John, they have said it, it it does exist. So you know, Silver's been in for six six league games now, one cup game. Surely it's insane to be calling for a Z. It's ludicrous, ludicrous, mate. Um, I agree with you, this culture does exist. And like John said, it, it probably exists in every club up and down the country, especially when, obviously, results aren't going as as fans want them to. Um, but we're six games into the season. He's had one transfer window, one pre-season. He's had a lot of injuries as well, which, you know, it could it could be, be called a cop-out. Injuries, you know, excuses, Richarlison was suspended. But it, it, it he hasn't had time to get it right. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, so negativity is just futile. Um, I'm not saying everybody should be, you know, jumping for joy because the results haven't been great. Um, one win in six isn't isn't what we all expected. Um, but I agree with the other two lads that being negative about it, getting on his back, putting pressure on players, it's not going to help anybody. Is um, it purely down to the teams that we faced in the first five games? Expectations have been risen and it's like well we we almost expected 15 points from them first five games possibly and i think marco silver he's a young you know dynamic modern day manager if you like and i think everybody thought he was going to come in and we were going to play this high pressing intense attacking you know goal scoring football and it's not quite worked out like that obviously um but he, he needs time he needs time to get it right he needs time for the new signings he's made to to play i mean i was going to say bed in <laughs> But they haven't even been had the chance yeah. to play yet. Do you know what I mean? Um, and with six games gone, it's it's very harsh to 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 be to be getting on anybody's back, really. Yeah, I think as well. Just to just to to, to back that up as well, he's had a World Cup to deal with as well, where he's only mm. had he only had half a squad for pre-season for 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 about three weeks. You know what I mean? And it, it it's all about patience, and it's not gonna. We had look what we put up with last year compared to now, you know, at least with attacking teams and things like that, and it's just going to take time to work out the kinks. He's got mm-hmm. Yeri Mina to come in there to probably play to play next to Kurt Zuma, who who's probably been brought in to play that style of play. Because other than that, he's got Michael Keane, to, just as an example, he's got Michael Keane, he didn't buy him. He's got Mason Holgate, he didn't buy him. He's got Jagielka to work with. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's going to take time. It's going to take time, and you can't be this negative here this early because of that. John, have you seen, you know, gl- of what Graham said then, like glimpses of what Silver's trying to do, you know, that the high pressing game, obviously it seems to be there, but when we've lost the ball, obviously that's when we've, you know, when we've conceded goals really, <laughs> and that's where it's uh, that's where the frustration's been. But is this season almost a not not a pass, I'm not saying I want him to, you know, you know not achieve anything. We want him to go and, you know, potentially finish in the top six, which maybe is unlo- is looking unlikely now. Win a trophy, obviously, but does he kind of just get a pass this season in terms of 
as long as you see what he wants to do with that team. I don't think you can ever give any Everton manager a pass. I do see where you're coming from, though. I think what he's got to be given is time to show progression, and I think he's done it already. Bear in mind, as Graham said, you know, half of his new signings haven't been fixed. Nobody can say we shouldn't sign in as your player anyway, but, you know, people do all not the time. Not a short-term fix, though, is it? Exactly, he's not a short-term fix. We've needed... Uh, defend a uh, big centre half for a while. I think you know in any defensive partnership, there's always one that tends to be dominant. And I think Zuma, I think Holgate, you know, and he's getting a bit maligned. I think he, I think they're all good second defenders. I think we're actually missing that leader of a centre. But I think the spine of the team suffering at the moment. Whereas the wide areas, we don't look too bad. Everton have sort of gone bum about face, and the spine seems to be struggling. Now, I think Silva's done everything he can to try and address that. I think he will be looking at the striking thing. So, yeah, I do think Marco Silva at least deserves time. And you know what? It's six games in. Who knows? You know, there could be a team sitting there doing nothing that might go on an unbelievable run. That could be us. There could be a team currently sat right up there that could have a dip in form. You know, at the end of the day, you win your next two games. Everton have doubled the points. Mm. Rob, let's analyse the Arsenal game then. Um, first of all, you, you know... Happy with the performance? Was it a, a positive step following on from the you know the West Ham shambles? I, I don't want to say like I'm happy because we got beat two 0 I was disappointed to come out of it because I thought we deserved at least a point. If I'm being honest, last year when we went to Arsenal, we were three 0 down inside twenty minutes, and we the game was lost before we'd even kicked the ball. And I, I'm happy with the way we're going out. We're going out and we're, try, we're trying to play football now. We're not trying to just not lose a game. You know, we did. We had chances yesterday, and yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say you're happy losing, but I'm happy that I'm seeing progression. Yeah, it within 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 the team, and I think the difference yesterday was they had two world class strikers on the pitch. Yeah, I think that's probably the the crux of it, really. Graham, is it is it not a worry that we you know we did play well, um, but still lost against what? You you probably perceive as a poor Arsenal team, you know they're, they're not the Arsenal team that they used to be, and we still couldn't just couldn't even get a draw. Obviously frustrating, I know, but is that not a, a worry? Personally, I wouldn't say I'm worried by results like that. Um, I think you know I, I didn't expect Silver to come in and start taking us to places like the Emirates, Stamford Bridge, Old Trafford, and win games. Mm. Um, a draw would have been nice, as you say, Arsenal. I've got a new manager come in. They're probably not the Arsenal of old. Um, they just played the Europa League game as well, which you know. Would would have seen a few more tired legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried by it. Uh, I think if we'd have had any, any sort of finishing in us and we'd have scored a goal in the first half, it would have been a different game. Uh, but that that's a cliche, isn't it? Goals change games. We didn't score one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I'm worried by it. I think I think it, it's more the home games that worry me. Um, you say there that you know you didn't expect Silver to come in and you know go to places like Old Trafford and the Emirates and you know start winning games, uh, banging teams out, but did you maybe have expectation of, you know, beating the likes of Huddersfield and West Ham? Because inevitably that's where the frustrations coming from at the moment, isn't it? You know, I think we can all accept, although it's still annoying that maybe Arsenal is going to be one step too far. But I think this is where the frustrations coming from the home games, isn't it? Definitely, hundred percent. I said my marker for improvements at the start of the season was under Silver, we'll win the games we're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that's that's not how it's panned out. So um, far, so far. Yeah, if we, if we can win the games, in inverted commas, we're supposed to win, then then we're the best of the rest and, and you know, we'll have a good season. Um, but we, we've not won those games at home. Goodison Park at the minute is not a tough place to come. Mm. Um, and I think there's numerous reasons for that. 
that we've spoke about earlier on, but I think that's definitely the more frustrating thing um, that we're not winning games that that you'd typically say Everton should be winning, yeah. um, because that's been a, a recurring theme over the last couple of years under various managers. Um, and my, as I say, my barometer for improvement was Everton will win games that they're supposed to win this season. Um, so I'd say that's where the the source of frustration comes from more so than getting beat by a an Arsenal side. They were still a good side, let's mm-hmm. be fair. Obviously, they're kind of the best of the rest at the moment, aren't we? Well, John, like as Graham mentioned, he, he kind of didn't expect us to to go and beat Arsenal. I think we all ran this table. Maybe it was going to be a touch too far, but with that being the case, are we just like are we just accepting our fate then of you know being a a run of the mill? mid-range club at the moment is that, is that where is that where we are i think we are a, a mid well mid-table to higher club i don't think we're so much accepting our fate and i think we've got to try and be realistic you know there are certain fans who is whenever it, and lose not accepting get, fate but what i mean is mm. i think it was like we kind of expected to get beat by arsenal so is that not accepting I, I, fate? But i don't know I, did we i mean when calvert lewin broke away in the first couple of minutes i don't think he expected to get beat by arsenal i don't think silver expects to get beat by arsenal you get beat by arsenal and you're thinking but you know we'll go into that later on there were certain decisions and stuff like that and you know we've still got players out injured but we did match arsenal stride for stride and, and i think it was rose said they had two world-class strikers you know lacazette decided to show what he's all about and bump it in the top corner. Suddenly then, you know, the floodgates open a little bit and then when Agbamian scored that goal, I thought it was gonna be I thought we were gonna be on the whacking of four and five here. But if you look to last season, not not that it's a barometer, Samadice almost turned round and said like a school child a school teacher cheating children that aren't gonna make it. Well listen guys, what did you expect? We're not gonna win anyway. Mm. So I might as well set aside up to get whooped. I don't think Marco Silva's doing that. I think he's I do think he's positive and I, I do think he's got a style that he wants to implement. But at the moment, I think yesterday was a shining example of him trying to implement a style with the players that quite aren't quite ready for that or he hasn't got enough of them. Now whether he'd be saying and say, Well you cut your cloth accordingly, well if that goes in in the first couple of minutes, it's a different game, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, I, but Arsenal, let's let's be honest, they're still a decent team. They've still got very, very good players. Got a cracking lad in the midfield. There, I can't pronounce his name, and two good boys up front. Mm. You know, I, I so I, I think Evan have got to be aiming to be the best, but that might not be for a very long time. Certainly not after seven seven games. Exactly. You know, from a, from a, a guy who's come in and had one transfer window and half a pre-season with half a team. Rob, just um, we've kind of used the excuse over the past couple of games that we've been unlucky haven't we over I mean we have been uh, at the end of the day but I'll, you know when does that start to wear thin that, uh, that excuse I feel like these questions have been really harsh but obviously I just need to you know the questions that are being asked so you know we kind of have been unlucky but there's only so many times you can be unlucky isn't it yeah I know what you mean sometimes you've just got to grind out results rather than complain about it complain you know yeah and Ask me again in five games. <laughs> All right, I will. Um, John, just um, just in terms of Silver's team selection, then, um, what did you make of the team selection? And, and just in, in particular, dropping the likes of uh, Tosin, Snydlin, and Holgate for the likes of Keane Davison and Carvet Lewin. I think Tosin needed to be dropped. Yeah. I think he's suffering a real lot loss of confidence. I think Schneidlin similar. We've talked about Schneidlin before. Uh, you know, I think he's debated last week, wasn't it? Schneidlin and Gay together. I think Gay's got to get the nod on that. And Holgate is a promising player. I'll always say that at the moment, he is the target for the Boo Boys. So he's put in what I suppose he's put in what he's got. Uh, 
I thought the side was a very Marco Silva side. I still think, personally, I think he should have risked Bernard. I think if Bernard's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to start. Mm. That's the only thing I would say. I think Richarlison, you know, how many times did he make check work? Yes, that's all you can ask your strikers to do. At the moment, Tosin's not really making anyone work, is he? And I do feel sorry for him. I think he's got the heart and right in the place. So I think Silva did the right thing, but I don't necessarily think he had the bodies to do it with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Graham, I, I felt like before the game or following from following on from the, the West Ham game, if Silva made positive changes, as in, you know, playing plays in the right in positions, because for West, the West Ham game, Carvert-Lewin was played out left and mm. was just ineffective, mm. just wasn't um, utilised correctly, whereas Silva's made the change, he's played them up front as best position. Obviously, he's had a... Only time will tell you whether he's not ready or he's not good enough. But for me, I said to a couple of fans beforehand, well, as long as he, he learns from his mistakes from previous games, then that's all you can ask for because it's not like he keeps going back to square pegs around all where It's like, you know, um, Sladen played out of position, Carver-Lewin played out of position. That team selection, for me, was a was to say, well, it didn't work last week. I'm going to completely change it. Mm. And is that, is that not something that he's, he's learning from? Is that not a positive? Yeah, I think it, it it is a positive. I think John's already said um, his hands are tied to a certain extent. Yeah. He? he can only he can only work with the players that are fit and available. Um, I think I differ slightly on John. I, I wouldn't have dropped Tosin um, no. because I think that he is suffering a, a crisis of confidence, and I think dropping him will make that even worse. I think the lad just needs a goal. Yeah. Nobody knows where that when that's going to come or where it's going to come from because he's had a, a tough start of the season. But Next I week think be nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Good start. I think. Going to the Emirates with with a young lad like Carlo Lewin leading the line, um, I think Arsenal centre half would probably rub in the hands together. Yeah. To be honest, uh, it's a big ask of him. I mean, I'm not having a go at Carlo Lewin at all. He's a young kid, um, and he's done really well so far. But that is a big ask. Um, but but it, it's a positive risk, isn't it? Silva's taking a positive risk. He's been proactive. He's not sitting there crossing his fingers, hoping something's going to happen. He's trying to make something happen. So. I think we've got to look at it as a positive. I totally agree with the Bernard thing as well. I think he's got to play. If, he, yeah. if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to start. Um, and the, lad, the lad's supposed to have quality. Um, I think at the Emirates, places like that, you need to keep the ball, don't you? And if, he, if he's in the side, then I think we've got more chance of doing that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think the changes he's made should be should be considered positive. Yeah. I'll open this up to, uh, to everyone. Um, I've got another question before this, but just... You know, we were talking about Carver Lewin there, Graham, about maybe inexperience in the Arsenal um, back four. You know, rubbing their hands, thinking we're going to have a, a good day. Yeah, it's not going to cause us any problems. What did you just make of the fact that Tom Davis, nineteen twenty, where around that around that age, is not even a regular starter? He's not even the starting eleven. Yet he was captain at the Emirates. Where yeah. for me, obviously, I'll see what you think. For me, you, you would have had about four or five mm. players ahead of him in the likes of Pickford, p- possibly even Zuma, uh, Adrissa Garnagay, um, Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson and even Walcott. Why are those players not getting ahead of Davis? Or why is why is Davis you know, having to take this mantle up at that early age and experience? We don't train with Everton, do we? We don't no. see what goes on in training. And how no. do we know? Mm. You know, I always heard rumours, Leighton Baines, one of my most favourite players, on the three or four occasions, turn the captaincy down, whether that's true or not. And I look at Everton, and they're a very, very young team. I think it was the youngest team we'd had for a long time. What does frighten me about Everton, and, and you know, I'm a Mark I don't know what you think, gents, but I love a leader. Now, Tim mm. Kerr was never, ever our captain, 
but he might as well have been, mm. mightn't he? He was that lead. He was the one to almost pick up his scruff of neck and say, come on, you know, Aussie, much maligned. He had a mouth on him. Neville, I know it turns out he doesn't want the captaincy, was never quiet. <laughs> you know, you know, you go back to those hedonistic days of the 1980s. Yeah, we had Kev Duras as captain, but Mountfield could have been skipper. Mm. Peter Reid was a skipper. You know, Andy Gray could have been a skipper, Sharpie, and has it come into it? We don't seem to be a team of leaders. And, you know, yeah, Gay, yeah, he doesn't say anything. Mm. Walcott, possibly, I think he might have got my shout yesterday. Does up. Tom Davis say anything? No, I don't, I'm just... I, I think with Tom Davis, and he's much more what I noticed yesterday is what everyone else notices. He cannot pass a ball forward, yet he tries. I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he protected Kenny as best he could. I think if you watched a lot of the time, he was moving over to Kenny. So, I think with Tom Davis... Do I think he's good enough? Only time will tell. One thing I admire about him greatly, not just because he's a local lad, he's not a hider. He doesn't hide. You know, Schneiderlin, who I think is a better player, I think he's got more ability, will disappear. And ha- Davis doesn't want to disappear. He still wants to. He'd rather make a mistake 19 times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not slating Davis off in any way, shape or form. Mm. If he was the captain, then he's the captain. Mm. But, Rob, does it, does it not speak volumes of the fact that we've got this young Everton player who's, like I say, he's not even a regular starter. Mm. It was actually a surprise that he was in the team yesterday and, and he's the captain. Like, someone mentioned last week that um, I didn't even realise after the West Ham game, it was Mason Holgate to come out to speak to the media and yeah. another youngster, at least fronting up. Davis did the same again after the, the Arsenal game. Where are the where are these players, leaders in the team, the, the ones that we've mentioned? I, I, I don't think we've got any. <laughs> well, your answer. Are, no, no, we are, because... I mean, I, I, this is, you know, not taking it away from Tom Davis or Mason Norgate here. You know, it takes guts to put yourself out there. No, exactly, but age, I think you know it's a mean? disgrace yeah. that it's been left yeah, out of them. I, I, but, I, but, but I also think it's it's poor from... It's probably a slight criticism of Marco Silva, this really. It's, I think it's poor from Marco Silva in the sense that... I think that that's our fourth different captain this year, mm-hmm. and we've played seven yeah. games. Now, that, to me, cheapens the band, the armband. You know what I mean? There's no There's no structure within the club. Last week it was Gilfie Sigurdsson was the captain. Why wasn't he captain this week? He played, mm. played the entire ninety. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, it, it, there aren't any leaders in this team at the minute, and I, I think Coleman would probably be the first one if 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 he's fit. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's your captain. Yeah, but yeah, it's just. Well, it's all well and good, isn't it? Like saying you've got you know ten, eleven leaders on the pitch, but you know, you know the greatest teams in the world. Graham have had. You know, world class players who've been captains. Mm. I mean, that's the whole point of, yeah. of having a manager to start off with, and then having a captain. <laughs> maybe, maybe he doesn't really put that much emphasis on on his captain. There's, there's, there's some sides like international teams. I don't know whether Portugal do it, but sometimes it's the most capped player just gets the armband straight mm. away, no matter who you are. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't agree. I don't think Tom Davis should have been the captain, and I, and I don't think. I mean, that that's one position for me that that needs sorting out. Gay's partner. I know you spoke about this in previous weeks, but that needs that needs to be addressed. Um, I don't know why he's gone with Davis. I, I honestly don't. I would. He probably the, the answer for me. I mean, I'm obviously asking the question. That's probably an impossible to ask, but he's he's probably the one who's shown the most impetus and the most leadership qualities mm. in a way, really, which well, yeah, is that's disgusting. Great, though, is no, exactly. Yeah, what John said there as well. Just this is a point on last season. We don't see what goes on in training, but if you remember last year, Tom Davis wasn't in the Everton team and he went to Sam Allardyce and said, how do I get back in this team? And he went, you need to get your stats up. And he went away, went and trained for a bit and got back in the team. So he's obviously got that kind of attitude where it's like, you know what, give it to him. You know, the lad wants it. Like you said, he doesn't hide. You know, he's there constantly. He has got the ability, I think, and I think he can be a great player within time. But again, he's 20. 
No. It's just a shame he gets yeah. criticism for, yeah. for what he does for trying, as well. For trying. Yeah, for actually yeah. trying. Like, like Graham said, Marco Silva's using what he using what's in front of him. And unfortunately for Tom Davis, in some respects, he's being proper thrusted into the limelight because there's no one mm. else. There's no one else that either injured, suspended, or the head's not in it. Mm. I do, I do think that I mean you say there's no leaders. Jordan Pickford's just played in a in a World Cup semi final. He, w- he was number one, like, and and he's not he's not. I don't think Jordan Pickford's timid by any no. stretch of the imagination. Yeah. You know, I do think there are some leaders there, um, but I ca- I couldn't. Expand it's it's on difficult, it. isn't it? Because if Jordan Pickford was an outfield player, then mm. it's obviously he'd probably be he'd be nailed on. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. some um, managers and coaches who don't like the goalkeeper to be yeah. the captain. It's mm. like um, a striker. Mm. Personally, I'm I'm the same. I'd rather have mm. a you know. At least through, through the middle of the park, whether you know uh, your Spanish team, whether it's centre back, forward, or midfielder. So was was Michael Keane not captain at Burnley? Um, well, there's another one that I haven't even mentioned yeah, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, which he doesn't look though; he, he looks very quiet. The right. It's almost like he's he's going on social media, reading the points, and it's get affecting yeah. him. I, I'll be honest with you, Graham. I'm not a big fan of captains as right. keepers, but do you know what? I think you made a great point. Jordan Pickford never keeps his mouth shut. No, and no, the greatest we ever had, Neville Southall, did at times take the armband and captain. And am I right in thinking, guys, if they always am just dreaming, was Czech Arsenal's captain? Yeah, he was, yeah. Possibly. You know, I'm pretty sure he, he led the team out. So sometimes it's not needs mm. must when the devil drives. And if Absolutely. Pickford is screaming and shouting, do you think maybe that might encourage other people? If Davis suddenly the pressure's off Davis, just go and play your game, son, he might want to just be vocal anyway. Mm. You know, if you're hearing one message from behind, it's passing it on, someone's driving mm. it forward. I say I'm not a fan of a striker at all. A captain, uh, a goalkeeper being capped, I think it should be a midfielder or defender, but it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. So may- maybe Pickford's mm. worth having the shout. I mean, God forbid he get, but he's going to play every game. Mm. Well, exactly, because like I say I mentioned it twice now, but Davis wasn't even nailed on start of that game. It was actually a surprise when I saw the team. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I was made up, it was positive. Mm. But sometimes it's not even just being about the captain on the pitch, it's about fronting up, isn't it, after the yeah, game? Definitely. And coming out and. You know, taking the flak when you, you know, mm. well, we did play well, but when you've been when you've been beaten and there's players on there again, we we can't see it. It's Marco Silva's decision, but there's players there for me. You should be taking that mantle, mm. and and they're just Absolutely. not. I mean, not we got, going back to a couple of weeks, Coleman was the captain against um, oh, who was it? Southampton. But we all thought that li- well, he's he's yeah. the captain now because Jags then, is going to be out. And then the following week of Bournemouth, Baines, wasn't it? It was Baines. So mm. it, again, yeah. I, th- I think it's, is he trying to find the right leader within the team? Again, this is this is. It could be part of the the learning process for Marco Silva. He's trying to see who steps up. It's all, pa- it, it, and this is why it needs the patience because it's all a new new experience for him. So he's probably trying to suss out who's who's um, who's the one who's going to take that mantle and be and be the leader within the team because it's obviously not going to be Jagielka because he knows he's probably not going to play. Mm. Um, just moving on from that, then uh, John. With Silver's substitutions, and it was very difficult because we were we, obviously we were getting beat. Were the substitutions maybe not too like for like? Again, yeah, he put on a striker for, but again, he's working with what he's got, isn't he? You know, he took Calvert Lewin off. Uh, I mean, personally, for me, I'd have had Calvert Lewin off at half time. I'm not, I'm, I'm a Calvert Lewin fan, but I would like to have seen Richarlison through the front. Mm. So yeah, maybe it, it is a bit like for like, and but at the moment. I don't really see what much else he's got to work with. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll throw this one out. I know it's not your show, Ian, but, you know, we're playing Davis in the middle of the park and we're going to Snyderland. Unless he's peed Marco Silver off or injured, 
Kieran Dahl not be a shout in that position? I mean, I um, he's a footballer, isn't he? I play, I praised him a lot for the Ro- the Rotherham game. Yeah, um, I, I like I, what he fact, does. I think I gave him like from my p- mm. personal point of view, I gave him another match. A lot of people disagreed with me. Some people dis- um, agreed with me. I, I like him. I don't know why he's not in that mm. team. He'd be in that team for me at Snadland. Well, exactly. I mean, we're all sitting there saying Snadland can't play with Gay. I think we'd all give Gay the shot. I thought yesterday, I thought he was a proper destroyer. You know, I really do think. But I think he had the, um, he had ten tackles in the game, the most. Which is exactly what you want from yeah. an old midfielder. You yeah. want someone who's going to rough him up a little bit. But this was my point from the West Ham game last week that he took it upon himself during the West Ham West Ham game to try and create mm. chances when no one else was doing it. It's not his job to do that. Exactly, he's the one to disrupt, tackle. Um, and prevent prevent mm. the goals from going in, and he's a hundred times better at Snarling than, than mm. doing that. So and I proved that against Arsenal. Okay, we got beat, but so, um, so yeah. for Dal's with him, is that not? A yeah, p- yeah, you know. Plus the fact as well, either that or drop uh, maybe a Sigurdsson back and maybe a Bernard behind the strike. I don't know. Obviously, there's, there's plenty of options, isn't it? But it's like Rob said, it's. It's a learning curve. Mm. Silver's going to find out these. He's also naturally left-footed as well, Dal. You know, left-footed mm. player in the middle of the park sometimes can give you a bit of balance because you're getting the ball and as a left-footed player, you're looking a different way. Yeah. It might benefit Walcott, who I think, you know, I, th- I think he's one of the best players we've got. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just think maybe Dal's being overlooked a little bit and I, I can't really understand why. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, he's happy to put give Tom Davis a, a start on birth, yeah. he? and he's happy to give Tom Davis the captaincy. So you do wonder why Dal hasn't had an opportunity. Um I do think I think that problem that position is a big problem for Everton at the moment. I think, like in this day and age of football, you you need those those energetic, athletic yeah. central midfield players who yeah. will win the ball back in the opposition's half. If your first attack breaks down, if you don't win that ball back high up the pitch, you're getting it on the break and you're getting punished in the in the Premier League these days, aren't yeah. you? And it, like you said, Schneiderlin is a luxury because he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna press, he's not gonna go with gay. Um, and I think that just, just a young, simple thing. No, yeah, he's a tidy mm, player. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I'm not saying he's not a footballer. He is, but he's just not what no, we need. We've already got in that a, in a successful Premier League side. Can you? You look at I hate to say it. You look at Liverpool. Look at their central midfield no, players. Exactly. Keita, yeah. You know, you're always going to compare yourself, aren't you, to them? Which Ryan is because the rivals, close the monsters, aren't they? Mm. they? They win the ball high up the park, and if the first attack breaks down, the second mm. attack, third attack, fourth attack, you're not always going to score yeah. the first time you go up the pitch. But mm. if you lose the ball high up the pitch and you don't win it back, like West Ham did to us, you're yeah. going to get caught on the break. And teams, I think teams know that we've got some good players, and they they afford yeah. us that respect. They let us come on to them yeah. because they want to yeah. hit us on the break. Um, so I think. You know, putting someone like Dal, I always say James McCarthy as well if he's if he's fit. Yeah, we've been yeah, get those legs yeah. in there, get I've those said, legs yeah, to press. Since, since the, yeah, since his he's natural fitness. And there's also Gomez as well, isn't yeah. there? I don't know what type of player he's. Obviously, technically, he's going to be quite good. I think he's a ball player. Yeah, you don't yeah. play for Barcelona for mm. nothing, do you? But uh, yeah, Dal certainly an option. Maybe mm. he'll get a chance next week in the League Cup um, <laughs> and, and yeah. improve himself again there. Yeah, a trick against Southampton. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. why is um. Why is Sigerson struggling? Open question to anyone. Just is it is it because of what we just talked about? Hmm. He's well, a number he's ten. A, he's a luxury. Yeah, but he's a luxury. Yeah. Do you think Rob? Though, if we had a player like we're talking about, I mean, I like the lads at Leicester, Madison. Do you think if he had a player that was willing to get the ball, I find Sigerson dropping further and further yeah. back. Now, as a number ten, you're not a number ten doing that, are you? You know, no. I, I, is he is he having to drop further back though because he's being hounded out and surrounded by the opposition players if potentially look at, look at Sigurdsson when he gets the ball when he gets the ball on the feet his, his back's always to mm-hmm. goal mm. he's not going to be scoring 
30, 40 yard screamers with his back to goal, is he? Because he's got two lads behind him at the moment who are struggling to get the ball forward. Gay's not your passer ball for Gay's no link. Exactly, mm. he destroys, but then he needs someone to give it, you know, alongside alongside. At the moment Davis is trying, it's not working out for him. So I think if he had a Gomez or a Madison at Leicester or even a Dal. You know, I think Sigerson will be a better player now and he's got someone to bring it up. You know, you're always going to be slow. You have to go back and get something and then bring it back. By that time, the team, other team have pressed on you. Mm. So I think at the moment, Siggy's suffering because of arguably the two behind him. Just the option there you said, Graham, about Dahl. Would Sigerson not be an option? Because Silver brought um, Sigerson further back, didn't he, for West Ham when he went 4 4 2. Would he not be an option as a. Like, sounds ridiculous, but if he's further back and he's. He's facing goal, like you know, like an American quarterback mm. where he can pick the passes mm-hmm. out rather than his back to goal. He's unable to turn because he's getting surrounded by players. He's getting handed out. Obviously, would that be an option? It is an option. It's it's not something. Gilfie Sigurdsson for me is a, he no. is a luxury, but he, he's someone who we can afford to carry because he's that good. When when he's on his game and and Everton are playing to his strengths, I want him up the pitch, out in and around the penalty area. You know, I think I, I do think he's struggling also because our strikers are struggling, aren't they? Mm. And Gilfie's a creator. He, yeah. He's someone who you know needs players to to play off him, make runs off him, and then that's going to help him. Um, but we've got no one to put the ball in the back of the net at the moment, so that keeps even more pressure on Sigurdsson. I do think he could play that position, um, but I'm hoping Silver will address it in another way rather than taking Gilfie out of yeah, that number yeah. ten position because yeah. he's the best number ten at the club for me, yeah. uh, and and I don't want to see him anywhere else yeah. to be honest. Yeah. All right, the midfield debate over. Rob, I want to come to you on this one because um, I know your relationship with the officials of the Premier League are on a all-time <laughs> low. Um, <laughs> the second goal, obviously clearly offside, didn't really affect the result of the game or, you know, it, even if it didn't go in, it still would have been 1-0. But what a disgraceful decision that was. He's three yards offside, like bla- so blatant. It's not even like he had like players in his way to see it. He had John Joe, it was John Joe Kenny, wasn't it? Who had, that's li- literally the only Everton player apart from the goalie, who was, the, who was there. and it's. I've said it before and I'll say it again, the Premier League has not got any good officials. <laughs> they, they haven't. They haven't. The, the, the mini-celebrities, and that's what they want to be. They don't want to officiate games. It's like, I, look at John Moss yesterday. He, he, um, Michael Keane got like whacked in the face by Peter Cech and nothing got given. Mm. Absolutely right, yeah. nothing. And it's not the first time John Moss has done, as, you know, as as had a bad game. I, they're all rubbish. They are, they're genuine, they're genuine, and 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 I don't think VAR is the answer in the Premier League because the referees who aren't refereeing games are going to be stuck behind the uh, stuck behind the computer screen making the same the, the same wrong decisions. But surely with VAR, just on that decision, that would have been cleared up within seconds, minutes. Surely. You'd like to think so, but I just don't trust any of the officials to to, to have a good game anymore. You know, I, 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 there was a, actually a clip on on, twi- on Twitter this morning, <laughs> right? I don't know what you can say? Honestly, honestly, God, I couldn't believe it. The the linesman doesn't fly like it goes out as a goal, so he's running back towards the thing, and he's pumping his fist, walking back, running back to the touchline. What it, controversy? You know, no one looks into it, and. I, I've got no. I do know what I did see that well, one. I'll have, to, I'll have to see it again. And I tell you what, right? Premier League players are made to face up to their actions, right? Look at Richarlison, got banned for three games for that so-called headbutt, right? Why aren't referees held accountable? Why aren't referees made to explain things? Why aren't referees? They always seem to get away with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and same with linesman. The linesman got it massively wrong yesterday. Why is he not being punished? I don't know. You know. <laughs> 
and it, 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 don't I, put it on I, me. I could, talk, I could talk about four hours about referees if you want me to, but the, honest to God, every single one of them is incompetent. I think we need to quickly move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, I had a good laugh there, but I think we should... Um, add another thing. Add another. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, moving on to Fulham then? You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast. As Richarlison, did, did Richarlison do enough to, to warrant his position on the left side of the flank? Or does he need to... I think you said before, actually, John, didn't you, that um, he should be pushed be yeah. pushed up. And, Graham, did you say you want Tosin no. another... to give Tosin another chance? Well... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disappointed if Richarlison started up front next yeah. week. Um, yeah. And I also think it'd give an opportunity for Bernard to come into yeah. the side, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I just think to 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 start Lewin up front and not give Tolson another opportunity was that was disappointing for yeah. me. Um, and like the thinking back now, it seems like ages ago when Richarlison scored those two goals against Wolves, it kind of felt like. Because you'd have to give Tosin an assist for one of Richardson's mm. goals. I felt mm. a, p- a, p- a potential partnership was maybe blossoming mm. there. So, you know, that's yeah. w- I was kind of that opinion, to be honest, against Arsenal. Play yeah. Tosin. Mm. Um, in the end, he played Dominic Carvalho again, which was a positive move for me. So, I, w- I wouldn't be as disappointed if Tosin and Richardson play mm. um, in that combination. Definitely at home in Goodison as well, in front of the home crowd, you know, get behind them. Tosin needs a goal. We saw last season he's a penalty box player, isn't he? And he will score goals. He, ju- I think he just he just needs one. I think the floodgates will open. He's in my fantasy football team. I've got confidence in him. <laughs> <laughs> what do, Rob? What does uh, Silver need to do then to get his uh, scoring goals? Because obviously we've talked about what's available. Um, you know, it's it's unbelievable that we're struggling to score goals with what perceived to be the quality in that team, yeah. whether it's good enough or not. Only time's going to tell. I heard a stat on the way in. Sorry to interrupt. And this 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 isn't. A problem this season. I think we scored forty-four goals in thirty-eight games last season. Yeah. Um, it's been a problem since Lukaku yeah. left. Um, yeah, which so it, you know it needs sorting out quickly. And I think it probably will be addressed in January. But going before the Arsenal game, and because uh, I expect obviously Richarlison was coming straight back into the team, I wanted us to play Richarlison through the middle with yeah. Bernard on the left, given ha- having yeah. Bernard had that really good debut against West Ham, where he looked really lively, look lively yeah. and then to back that up. You know, we've we've discussed that on other podcasts as well. Brazil played Richarlison through the middle as well mm-hmm. in that yeah, number nine, in that, goals, in that number nine role. So, I half expect to see that at some point. But I do agree with Graham. I, I like Tosin, and I want him to. I want him it's to a first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want him, I, I, and I do think once he gets a goal, I think the the rest will come then. And it, against against Wolves in the second game with Southampton. They cause problems to pair of them, so I wouldn't surprise me again if we if or, and I wouldn't be bothered if we played Richardson out left and Tosin up front because mm-hmm. I think you know there could be something there to it's as a as a new little partnership maybe. Yeah, um, Graham, you said you you weren't overly concerned about the fact that we lost to Arsenal. Obviously, at the end it's a tough game. We have um, two against Huddersfield, got beat by West Ham, um, and even obviously frustrating draw against Bournemouth. So, like. How is it? Well, it is, but stating the bleeding bleed obvious, but how important is it now that we get a win against Fulham yeah. on Saturday? It, it, it's a big game now, isn't it? Definitely. Just because we've talked about, you know, we'd like to think we're maybe level-headed fans, but there's going to be fans out there mm. who yeah. maybe are teetering on the edge, you, mm. like already. Do you know what I mean? There's mm. fans, there's fans who have already gone, saying, mm. but it, it's open, it's out there. They, they, they don't didn't want them in the first place. They don't mm. want them there. So if we get beat by Fulham, even if we draw. 
and don't put in a performance if we're unlucky, um, you know fans are just going to start well turning. If yeah, we, they're going to get on his back, aren't they? If we go goal down, yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be it's going to get toxic. It's a big game on Fulham and on Mugs. You know they, they've got. A, I know they've only just come up, but they've got some good players, haven't they? Um, I mean, so Ful- Fulham um, obviously haven't been in the Premier League since 2014. I don't think, but since dating back 2005, the last 11 home games, Everton have won every single one of them. No pressure, then, eh? <laughs> we, well, we did have a similar record against West Ham. Well, I was going to say, John, yeah. is that is that not just going to be standard Everton? Then I don't want to sound so cynical in the fact that I've said that, but. Well, there you go. You can't help but get cynical, can you? I mean, mm. the thing is, you know what? We all have a laugh about it, and I think that's a good thing about Everton. We've got a sense of I suppose we've got to. But how many times you say, come on, Everton, don't do an Everton? Mm. It's actually become a saying. Mm. You, you know what I mean? And you're sitting there going, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. Oh, I feel all negative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, and, and the thing is, again, uh, we not wanting to bring them in across the park because it's not their podcast, but I think, you know, as delusional as they all are, and they are, it. Uh, they never, ever, 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 ever believed they're beaten. I mm. don't truly believe Everton ever think we've won. We yeah, could be 4-1 yeah. mm. up against uh, Fulham on Saturday. And I tell you now, there'll be sections of the Everton crowd and there'll be sections people will be saying, we'll implode in a minute. Mm. Do you know, and, you, and, and that's, listen, you pay your money. The game you, will be finished and they'll be saying that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, well, exactly. You know, you, know, you know what I mean? And it is, it's massively frustrating because we're such a big club and we always seem to be in an early club and then, you know, we talk about the linesmen and the decisions and decisions are going for us but I just think maybe we've got to start looking at making our own look. Mm. I don't know how that's going to be and I don't know whether it's going to be a change or, do you know what, whether we'll have a Kevin Brock moment, that'd be nice but I don't know, it's just... I just, it just does. I always have a chuckle. And I use it myself. But when someone says, "Come on, Everton, don't do an Everton," mm. I don't know. A little part of me dies inside, really. You know. Mm. <laughs> I think looking at the game now, I th- you know, every every game's a tough game in the Premier League, and it there's no easy games. They say, um, but I think Fulham un- under their manager, the football they play. They're not a team that are going to come to Goodison and sit back. They're going to try yeah. and play, and I think that will help Everton oh, yeah, um, because we don't have to try and break down yeah. two banks of four. We don't have to try and you know find the, the path through the eye of a needle so maybe maybe it'll be a good game for Everton maybe maybe it's the type of game we need and maybe we can we can show our metal and uh, and hopefully get a good result do we know what Yeri Mina is I don't think he's going to be fit I don't think he's saying all last week didn't he uh, see I think that you first see him against Southampton in the cup that what, worry, what worries me is the lad they've got up front from he, he knows well as scoring he's an animal mm. and we're going to have to play our mm. most animalistic defender mm. because he will want to bully and he'll be mm. looking at Everton now and thinking I can rather right go with them Absolutely. too and I think that that's a worry so I think we need you know almost like Gates to sit in front of him and mm. whether it's going to be Zuma for his physicality he worries me he really does yeah definitely yeah definitely. Uh, just on the cup game then then Rob we'll, we'll obviously pre- we're going to preview it next week and next Monday's podcast but you know it's obviously it's always a debate what, what Everton should be going for, league, cups, obviously, you know, ideally, we, we'd love to do, to do both, shouldn't we? But, you know, will Silver have an eye on the cups, the fact that Everton fans are so desperate for the trophy? Would that be in his mind at all with his team selection? Yeah, I think against Rotherham, although I wanted them to go full strength, I expected, I expected changes. I think this Southampton game will be more... It'll be it'll be a stronger team, but he's still got the room to experiment. You know, if if he's fit, Yerry Mina will go in. Andre Gomez, you know, he might get a sniff. It just he's got options, but I do. I think I, I think he's going to respect it, mm. and I think we are. You know, but will, will that affect affect his team on Saturday? Will he? No, no. I know. I think no. You you, you put. I think Silver. You play your next game. Do you know what I mean? I, I think 
he'll see what he's got to work with come come Saturday night once mm. the game once the game's finished. Um, but I do. I think he's going to respect the competition, and I, I want to see it. You know what? And as well, it's it's not take away the competition itself. A win on Saturday and then a win on Tuesday. It, it's going to breed Definitely. confidence. It's going to yeah. breed. You know, so go Definitely. out and try. Go look out. Look a bit brighter, won't yeah. it? Go, it's going to look a hell of a lot better. You're in the. It was the last sixteen end of that competition, is it? Or last day? It'd be the last sixteen. Yeah, last yeah. sixteen. You know, you're a game away from a quarter final. You've got two wins under your belt then, and you've got. You're playing a Leicester, Leicester team who, after that, who are probably similar to us. You know what I mean? They haven't had the greatest to start to see, you know, of the season. Yeah. And they, you know, use these tend games. to struggle against Leicester though, don't we? Yeah. Away well, anyway. Yeah, t- you know, use these games. These two, two were very, very winnable home games to score some goals, maybe keep a clean sheet, and and uh, and, and build the confidence up for the mm. rest of the season. I have heard that phrase, very, very uh, winnable home games. I know, yeah. about 10 times <laughs> yeah. over the past couple of weeks. He's got to go out to try and win the cup game, though, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. I know that yeah, the game's sure. over, but it, it, we're six games yeah. in. We're not in the Europa League. You know, we're yeah. not, there's no reason not to put a strong yeah. side out and try and win it whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys, well, well, I think we'll finish there. It's a good, uh, good time to finish. I think the general consensus around this table, whether you agree with us or not listening, is that silver... Um, needs time is that fair to say definitely Um, great okay then Um, we're going to be back next Monday um, where we'll talk about the the Fulham game and we'll preview the Southampton game Um, it'll be recorded on Monday but it might go out on the Tuesday morning but anyway to my guests uh, Rob, John and Graham thanks for your time today Um, remember to subscribe on iTunes and the ACAST app by searching Royal Blue Uh, there you'll find the view from the Gladys Street fan podcast thanks very much You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street Podcast.